Hello, everybody. Welcome to Intuit. This is episode four. Oh my god! I know we've like made it. Thresholds. We really are crushing it. Welcome (laughs) back. What's new with you? What's been going on with you? I mean, this heat wave is anti-black, so I've just been sitting in the house sweating. It has been Um, absolutely disgusting on the East Coast. (laughs) Disgusting. The humidity. nobody needed it and it was so cold like two weeks ago like frigid and now it's just i'm so mad i'm glad that luckily when i was like packing i packed a lot of like summery clothes in hopes that it got warmer but now that the heat is here i'm like all right (laughs) relax i miss being able to like open my window and like feel the breeze you know (laughs) but yeah other than that i just i finished watching avatar last airbender for the second time so how was it starting I mean, granted, this is like the sixth time I've rewatched it in my entire life, so obviously yes. it was amazing. But now I'm like, okay, I'm ready to start Korra, and I've actually never seen Korra before, so no spoilers. I, I haven't seen it either, so I'm not the person <laughs> to be coming to for spoilers. That's the thing. I have a lot of friends that have seen it, and okay. a lot of people claim that it's not as good as Avatar, but at the same time, there was a lot of like studio issues where like they kept hiring and then firing the studio like every season. and um it's also like not the same storyline like people were like it's not like avatar and it's like yeah it's not avatar like it's supposed to be like a different storyline so i'm hopeful i'm going in optimistic i truly know no spoilers i have no idea so i'll give you a follow-up because i'm definitely yes definitely follow up the next episode for all our avatar fiends do you guys have like stand names this was like from 2007 of course not well, I don't know. Like, maybe they've, like, developed now. No, but we'll actually get into Avatar later. <laughs> the Airbenders? Part of one of my... <laughs> There's, like, multiple different benders. If I ever was a bender, though, I'd want to be an energy bender, and people keep forgetting that that's a thing. Interesting. Okay, okay. Or a swamp bender. I've always felt like I needed to be in a swamp like somehow. Like Shrek? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's... No, like swamp benders are essentially water benders that just bend the vines within like the vines of a swamp, essentially. Okay. So I want to be like a big swamp monster. Like I want the gators to be scared of me, you know? Yeah, obviously. Because I'm terrified of them. Like when I went to Florida, every time I walked past a pond, I was like, there's a gator in there. People are like, oh, I just saw one in my backyard. Fuck that. No way. (laughs) I'm good with the deer. The, the, literally, I'll take the deer over alligators any day. I watched this video of this woman. She was it's obviously based in Florida. She was leaving her house to go to work, and she just opens up her door. Luckily, she didn't open up her screen door because right outside her screen door were two alligators fighting. And I was nope. like, throw all of Not Florida today. Away. Yeah, no. Nope. Throw it all away. <laughs> you don't need it. Truly, Absolutely do not. It. Like, name one good thing that's come out of Florida. Well, Disney World. Is that such a good thing? The Tree of Life is an old oil rig. Listen, in my, they give you the illusion. I don't know. Maybe I need to go back to Disney World now that I'm. Yeah, you need to go 21. on Space and Splash Mountain. Duh. I well, fuck, yeah. I fuck I mean, with I Splash Mountain those. so hard. It's just like the whole trip I was sober and it was hot. And I was like, this doesn't seem as fun as it probably should be for people my age. So now I want to go back and like be able to just get obliterated yes. around the world. Yes. And be like, all right, this is worth my money. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what's up with you? What is up with me? I've been reading a lot, which is so weird. Mm. I haven't really been watching TV or anything. I just finished um, The Hate That You Give. I don't know if you... That was a movie. I don't know if you saw it. It was a movie. I never watched it, 
because this was around the time too that her other movie with the nazi came out okay where i think it's called like where hands touch or something like that yes yes i think it was a around that time so i remember like it coming out and stuff but like i wasn't really watching that many movies at the time yeah i remember seeing a lot of previews for it and i really enjoyed the book i loved it it was like even though it was a serious topic it was so comedic in certain ways and it was yeah it was just really funny the way because it follows this teenage girl and wait so you read it you didn't watch it I haven't watched the movie, but I read the book. Okay. I plan to watch okay, the movie. Okay, because I thought you were talking about the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. And um, so it follows like a teenage girl and she's joking about like just her perception and the way she talks about those around her is just very funny in certain instances. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed that book. I finished this book, Bear Town, and its sequel, F- Frederick Bachman. Wait, Highly that recommend sounds so everyone. familiar. What is the plot on that again? It's about... So, trigger warning, if anyone's looking to read it, it's an excellent book, but um, it pretty much discusses rape culture, and mm. it focuses on a hockey team in, I think it's Switzerland? I'm not sure. But um, Frederick Bachman, the way he writes is just brilliant. I've like, and this was a translated work, which shocked me, but I, I enjoyed it. That Both okay. that and the sequel... Definitely recommend 10 out of 10. But I've been on like a reading hunch, which is weird for me. Look at you. I too have been on a reading hunch, but it hasn't been, you know, literature. Well, I guess it's technically literature. Fanfic. It, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> like, Still? My one friend. <laughs> one Direction? Or are we have we like moved past One Direction into different We haven't celebrity- moved past. No? We haven't moved All past. All these years later? We have it. There's just so the, the issue is <laughs> there's just so much like, content. There's the sheer amount of it. Like I haven't even scratched the surface. Oh my god! And like the ones I read are that's really, saying like, a like, lot because you've read <laughs> <laughs> like encyclopedia-sized fanfics. Oh yeah, like the girls on Tumblr are back and they're like, here are like master lists of like my fave like yes. fics of all time. So, like, sometimes, like, there'll be a list and I'll recognize, like, half. And then there'll be a few others that I'm like, wait, I haven't read those yet. And then I click on them and, you know, I start it. Oh, my it's, God. It's bad. The worst part is that on this one fanfiction website, I actually use my friend's account. So she probably goes in her history and is like, what is she doing? Truly, what is she doing? <laughs> because she's currently on the K-pop fandom. <laughs> That's a whole nother genre. But I feel like it has to be good. Like, out of oh, yeah, any no, celebrity group. I feel like K-pop and One Direction, they have, like, the craziest stands. Oh, yeah. Because I actually... Most high-quality content. Oh, absolutely. Because especially, too, like, the One Direction stands, like, they were writing when they were 14, and now they're, like, out of school. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, they're well-versed. Taken, yeah, no, they've taken a few classes. You know, they understand, like, what grammar is. They don't understand, like, how important, especially, what like, formatting is. is, like, to compatibility on, like, whatever you're posting it yes. to as well. So, like, don't indent your paragraphs. Don't. Just do a space in between. That's all, yeah, That's exactly. Because then it's going to throw it off. But, like, the girls, they've been writing. And it's been, like, that. Like, my one friend, he was like, okay, you keep, like, I know you've been reading these. I've known you for, like, six years. Like, Send me one that you think I would like. And I was like, okay, like, are you into, like, romance, like, fluff, like, angst, what do you want? And he's like, I don't know, like, give me a murder mystery. And then I sent him one from my Dropbox, and he's like, why was that so quick? Oh, my God. See, you (laughs) tried to do that with me, and it failed. But then again, I was in school, and I was really busy. So I feel like now if I delve back in, now that I have the time, I think I'll be able to appreciate it more. 
I just I'll have to like convert it one. onto my Kindle. Yeah. Because no, I was reading it on my phone and that was not. It's way too small on Dropbox. Yeah. I'll send you like the actual link to the webpage because like on the phone it's a lot easier to read on the webpage because it's not small. But there's one, there's one that I always send to people that are like, you know, wary of jumping into the fan fiction. Side, yes. And then they get into it and it's. And you don't get out of it. Yeah, like, you don't. <laughs> I feel like we're going to need to, like, include a fanfic segment, like a fanfic <laughs> One Direction book club into this podcast. I I don't know if I'm ready for that just yet. Like I, We'll see. I Send it to me. I'll see if I read it. And we'll discuss. We'll discuss. Okay, we'll discuss. We'll discuss. All right. Um, but, yeah, that's all that's really been going on with me. And it just started raining, so I don't know if you can hear that. It's, like, downpouring, which hopefully it cools off. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we're going to be back after this commercial break because we're at a standstill. <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by Soap. Last week we talked about masks, which is Soap's best friend, especially during this pandemic. So just make sure you wash your hands a few more times a day. Really get underneath those nails. Really get underneath that jewelry. You know, back over, front, in between the fingers. Really try and make an effort. Now back to the show. Knock if you buck, you know, we out here. <laughs> and we are back to the part of the episode where we get into it. That sounded so Bring exciting. But this first story, I actually really enjoy. And we were okay. just talking about K-pop, so it makes me really happy. So <gasps> please tell me it's the K-pop stands in the Trump right <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so... There you go so, again, Queen, raising the bar for all of us yet again. The fact that the plot line of 2020 is that K-pop stands and Anonymous have joined together, like, it's this beautiful. is amazing. So I don't, just to fill everyone in, if you don't know, Donald Trump was advertising this one of his first rallies since Corona in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it was supposed to be this huge thing, and they were saying that they sold one million tickets but there was a showing of maybe 6,200 people, roughly. Majority of the arena was empty, which was... Like the Wiggles sold out that arena. Literally. <laughs> and you saw those photos on Twitter, right? No. Oh my god, they're like side-by-sides of the Wiggles and Trump. <laughs> and the Wiggles are like having a rager. <laughs> Like, not an empty seat in sight. But then, on the other hand, it's just a sea of blue at that point. (laughs) But yeah, there was this whole thing that the K-pop stand started on TikTok, and they encouraged people to register to attend the event, but then not attend. Apparently, this one video got more than, like, 300,000 views, and they called on fans to join this, like, their trolling campaign. And I just think it's fucking iconic. It's amazing. And I think I was actually reading it too. So the. (laughs) Sorry, it's just so. No, it's too good. (laughs) The Trump campaign. They're actually the ones in the wrong because on the registration website, legally, they were supposed to put a thing that says, like, are you over 18? You have to be over 18 to reserve these tickets. Mm -hmm. So they didn't include that on the website. So technically, I think, like, legally, the K pop stands are not in the wrong. It's like the Trump. Like, whoever is managing... Oh, yeah, because all these tweens were signing up, and they could because they allowed them to. They trolled themselves. They allowed it to happen. (laughs) 
so that's the best part. It's like it's not even like they can come after the K-pop stands for lying because they forgot to put this important thing yeah. on the webpage. So it's completely their fault. And like the kids are the kids are fine. No, but I it's love so it though. Funny. That was just iconic. And apparently though, this isn't like the first activist, I guess, movement you oh, would no. say of the Have K-pop. You not heard- of all the stuff that they've been doing recently? So, yeah, I, I read up. They were, like, drowning out all the racist posts in the hashtag mm-hmm. White Lives Matter with, like, K-pop photos. Yep. They also did it for Happy Birthday, Donald Trump. That I remember when that hashtag was going around. Yes. I went on because I was like, I know this is going to be K-pop stands. And it was. And the first tweet that I saw when I clicked on that hashtag was, like, they literally just did like hashtag happy birthday Donald Trump. Let's hope it's your last. And it's like that a fan so cam of twice iconic. or something. And like, I love that. Like the lambs could only imagine. Like, don't get me wrong, the lambs are ravenous. But yeah, the we do wish. not have the power that these these stands have. What do they no, even the go K-pop by? Stands, like, Cause they like, cause K-pop. I was actually watching a documentary of like K-pop in general, and like I have a sister that's really into K-pop. And honestly, like I'm in a K-pop group chat right now. I didn't want to be, but I'm in it, and like just I just know of like it. the new like music and videos that are coming out now. But it's like they literally like go to school to be put into a group, and it's like a whole thing. And like Korea actually bases like a huge chunk of their yearly budget around K-pop and like the revenue that they're gonna That's make from crazy. like concert tickets and everything. Like it is a such big a thing. deal. So like yeah, so like the fans know how to like One Direction fans. Like we thought we knew how to organize. Like no, nope. the K-pop fans. Like they are like they are their own government, and I just think it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I thought this so was so beautiful. cool, though, because I, I, I had no idea this stuff was going on. And no wonder, I, looking back now, I would see all this K-pop stuff on my timeline, especially if I was, like, looking at hashtags for certain things. I would just constantly see these <laughs> K-pop photos, and I and I guess that's what they did, just drowning out all this nonsense. That's literally it. I remember I saw this one screenshot that somebody took of. I forget. It was one of those, like white nationalists like hashtags that was going around and somebody was like how do i like summon the k-pop stands to drown out this hashtag and then they did hashtag jungkook did that do it and then a k-pop stand responded it was like we heard your call we're on it (laughs) i love they said call me beat me if you want to fucking reach me that is so good and they joined in with anonymous too to flood it was some like department that like it was a, a yet another police department that yeah. somebody in their department like unlawfully killed somebody and like no it was trump so trump was like hey like send me a birthday message da, 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 da. so i think it was like k-pop stands and anonymous flooded it with just fan cams that's beautiful and i'm like i would hate to be the fbi agent that has to, <laughs> to, that has to sift through all this nonsense sift through all these BTS literally <laughs> and you know they're like 14 and 13 years old like they have no, no they're fucking... not they're like 18 like they're grown humans interesting like they're legally adults like I mean obviously there are like young k-pop stands but they're not like I guess it's like yeah a majority of them can be young but k-pop stands like they have a range of ages it's not like the typical like okay young like fandom like no they're like most of the k-pop stands i know like are about to finish college that's amazing (laughs) all right k-pop stands you you're gonna have to team up with the lamely at some point because we gotta cancel j-lo officially (laughs) 
I, I believe you guys can make it happen. <laughs> no, but lastly, I just thought it was really cool because I had no idea this happened. So BTS apparently donated $1 million to support to Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter. And also one of their fan... They're like fan charities. I didn't even know that was a thing. They have like a fundraising group. They're called One in an Army in all caps. So I guess they're considered the army. I don't know. But they raised another $1 million for the cause. So that's like unreal. It's amazing. So unreal. And I feel like people aren't really talking about it. No, because people don't understand like how in-depth like K-pop is. and like don't understand it. So a lot of people are like... I don't get it, so I'm not just going to pay attention to it. I'm like, no, it's like, I find it honestly fascinating. It really is. Because, like, I was so ingrained in the One Direction fandom, so now, like, watching a fandom that's even bigger than that, BTS is, like, the first ever K-pop group to break out. And K-pop, like, boy groups and girl groups have been around since I think it was, like, the 80s or 90s. Um, like, when they became, like, super mainstream. And for some reason, K- like, BTS and also Blackpink are, like, the first two to, like, breakout in the u.s and like k-pop like uh, managers and stuff they're like we don't know why these were the two but like we're running with it mm-hmm. but like i've actually known of bts for years now but like it's just like the fact that it's evolved to this i love it <laughs> that's amazing I love it. But um, I'm living right now. We are living go k-pop stands keep up the good work we believe in you also get shit done <laughs> This is the last thing about K-pop. They release, like, most groups release, like, three or four albums a year. What? Yeah. Like, they are churning <gasps> that. And apparently, like, most of the groups have They are grinding years. it out. So you'll have a group with, like, 17 members. And then that group will have, like, three or four subgroups 17. of, like, two or three members. Yeah. No, it's, like, I think my sister's favorite group is, like, either nine or 12 girls. I could not keep up with that. I couldn't even keep up with the Spice Girls. <laughs> I could barely keep up with One Direction. Fucking, uh, yeah, One Direction. Like, what? Oh, God. That is wild. But, yeah. but uh, I need to check out K-pop more. I actually, my sister made me a playlist. That's, it's literally called <laughs> K-pop songs for Linden that are actually good. And I love that. <laughs> send that to me. Please forward that to me. I'm, I'll send it to you actually right now. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. So this next story boils my blood and... Uh, Oh, God, I'm scared. Yeah, it's just like bullshit. And especially with everything going on. So a restaurant, no, Atlas restaurant. Let's name the restaurant out in Baltimore, Maryland. I haven't heard about this. So there was this video on Twitter and it depicts this manager discriminating white manager and a black mother and her son who's like eight years old. And he's telling her that her son does not meet the dress code. And he was simply wearing, like, a Jordan shirt, basketball shorts, and sneakers. And what's crazy was that she's filming the manager, and she's like, why can't you tell me what is wrong with my son's dress code when there's a white kid over there in the same getup, literally in the same outfit? And she, like, turned the camera over, and there was a white kid there, same colored shorts, same T-shirt, same oh sneakers and the guy's going on and on i understand how you feel and i apologize and then he was just standing there in silence and eventually they turned her away and it was just unbelievable the restaurant eventually spoke out and they said they were quote unquote sickened 
And then they added, while dress codes across Atlas properties are the result of ongoing input from customers, in no way are they intended to be discriminatory. And now they say that children under the age of 12, accompanied by a parent, will no longer be subject to a dress code. And I feel like this is not the proper answer for this situation. Also, I want to find out if that bull was fired. Oh, I know. I would like to see the termination letter. I would like to see it. Same here. It And it was so funny because you could tell the manager was half, like halfway through their conversation. He just stood there in silence because once she pointed out that white kid, she knew and he just stood there in silence. It's just like people think that they're like being subtle and it's like, no, you're being blatantly racist. No. We see when you're being blatantly racist, we can easily tell when you're being blatantly racist. And then when you call, when we call you out, it's suddenly like, oh, like, no, shut up. You are a grown man in charge of a restaurant that you see people constantly. Also, don't you want business? Cause ain't y'all been closed for God knows how long. Yeah. Like insane. It just, it just makes me disgusted. Is Atlas like a chain of restaurants? I assume so. But yeah, um you said properties. I like just wanted to add, I just for. read this that the manager was put on indefinite leave. Whatever fire that means. Him. Yeah, fire him. <laughs> he needs to be fired. Like that's all you have he to say. To that's bullshit. Fired. Literally that's all they could like they could have just been like fired new law for the dress code it is what it is not yeah. indefinite leave because that just means he can come back no fire him and also what are, what are you doing with your employees that are displaying this bias and exactly. kicking innocent customers out based on and the color I'm of their sure skin if he's on indefinite leave he's probably been there long enough that there have been other incidents similar to this oh sure and indefinite leave that pretty much means okay once this dies down we might consider taking him back like, you don't know how long he's going to be on leave. Let me send an email. I'll follow up on really, this after it's this. <laughs> bull, it, like, the video the, is so aggravating. And I just feel so much for that kid. Like, having to, to witness that. that so traumatizing. It's absolutely despicable and absolutely disgusting. And no one should ever have to go through that. And yet here we are and it's stuff like this that whenever white people are like well white people could discriminate it against it's like well you could probably get into that restaurant you can probably call the police and be okay it's not the same it is not sit the same. down yeah stop trying to combat me when i'm calling you out on stuff just listen for once dang y'all talk all the time shut up bro it's just uh it's absolutely aggravating so yeah I'm, I'm gonna be i'm gonna be sending an email i'm interested to, to follow up on this yeah leave is not enough the amount of like emails that i've been sending out recently, the amount of like petitions i've had to sign and you have to like share the link so many times oh yeah i'm like sickened that it has had to come to this but like honestly good that it's coming to this i'm yeah. happy that everyone's getting called out finally like it sucks it's that it happened time. to michelle while she was pregnant but at the end of the day it needed to happen i think she came out with another comment but i, I simply do not yep i was like I'm i not. don't care <laughs> nothing but dust for you leah <laughs> moving on so this story i really didn't care about that much but <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Lyndon before we started, finding stories has been so difficult just because not only with coronavirus, but I feel like with everything going on with Black Lives Matter, just celebrities are very silent. So there just really hasn't been much to talk about. Um, but anyways, Megan Fox. <sighs> you know, I love Transformers. Let's talk about it. So Let's talk she's about it. <laughs> speaking up yeah, she should. after this 
Jimmy Kimmel interview is resurfacing from 2009. In the interview, um, she was talking about how she was cast as an extra in Bad Boys 2. Which At 15 w- with yes. the bikini on, which first of all, are there no laws against this? Like, It's insane. Basically, she goes on to say they were shooting this club scene and they brought me in and I was wearing Stars and Stripes bikini and a red cowboy hat. And she's referring to Michael the director and she said and he approved it they were going on and they said you know michael she's 15 so you can't sit her at the bar and she can't have a drink in her hand so his solution to this issue was to just have her dancing underneath a waterfall soaking wet at 15 so that in and of itself is just crazy and she how do you come to terms where you're like that's the solution yeah and not like maybe get someone that's of age of age you know literally and she goes that's sort of a microcosm of how bay's mind works and in the interview kimmel responded and he goes well that's really a microcosm of how all our minds work some of us have the decency to repress those thoughts and pretend that they don't exist no. That was just disgusting. I did not watch this interview because I knew it was going to yeah. tell me a phrase. <laughs> it was... No. no. Disgusting. No. And... No. Twitter went into an uproar. Hashtag cancel Kimmel became trending. Oh, did it? Yes. And... Megan Fox came out and she spoke up and she said, while I greatly appreciate the outpouring of support, I do feel I need to clarify some of the details as they have been lost in the retelling of the events and cast a sinister shadow that doesn't really, in my opinion, belong, at least not where it's currently being projected. And she went to clarify that she has never been assaulted or preyed upon by the director, Michael Bay. And um, she, she just went on to say, thank you for the support. These instances were inconsequential in the long run there are many names that deserve to be going viral in a cancel culture right now but they are safely stored in the fragmented recesses of my heart i think it was good that she kind of spoke up and was like there, there really wasn't much that happened past this like there's no need to not that there's no need to like be in an uproar because that was disgusting by all means but um i'm glad that she like clarified that there was nothing like sexual assault or anything of that nature that occurred but it's crazy to look back even like 10 years ago and see some of these movies that are so just raunchy in a disgusting way because it's depicting teenage girls and you're like this would never fly today basically 15 years old when they casted her in that and they had to have known that she was 15 years old it's and crazy. they're like, sure? Like, come on. Come yeah, on. Yeah, no. Come on. I just, I, like, I can't it's even just, comprehend. Uh, it's so icky. Yeah. It grosses me out either way. Like, it just. Like, I can't even comprehend, like, being in charge like that and having that much say and being like, yeah, keep it. Or like, oh, okay. Like, and everyone around him yeah. being like, oh, this is a good idea. This I is mean, fine. He, just put her under the waterfall. But that's the thing. It's like he was probably already so big of a name that people working with him were probably scared to like talk against him. Because look what happened with like well, Andy true. Weinstein. He had so and, much like, power. Like, everybody yeah. that like talked out against him like got blackballed essentially. Like, exactly. It's just like, oh, I'm just happy that it's now like coming to fruition. Like. For sure, 100%. Oh, stuff, but it sucks that that happened to her. Megan Fox did not, she did not deserve all of the stuff. Like, she got, like, the hypersexualization, too, at such a young age. And, like, 
she felt the need to justify it and be like, well, I've actually only been with two men in my entire life because just because she played predominantly sexy characters, people were like calling her a whore and all this stuff. And it was just even now. What has what she, she been actually in? She actually has. There was a Twitter thread I saw of a bunch of movies that she's set to be in throughout the that are supposed to come out either in 2020 or like 2021. So okay. Somebody was like, support her movies. So hopefully. No, I will never forget Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. That movie, iconic. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Iconic. When Lindsay Lohan lied about her entire life. I need to watch that movie back again. Oh my god, but they have to. to go to like the concert, yes. but then like her dad is there and then her yes. dad takes her home. It was a lot and I love it. It was a lot. And I feel like it was it. so much for like about. my eight year old mind to process. It was too much. Because <laughs> I remember I rewatched it like probably like five years ago and even then I was like, What? I had no <laughs> idea what was going on the entire time. I just remember them doing Dance Dance Revolution in the mall. Yes. <laughs> yes oh and then she had the friend that like kind of almost like i forget if she had eyebrows or not or maybe she had eyebrows that were like super super blonde I like the one soundtrack that's like uh-oh yes uh-oh <laughs> that movie iconic wow, i need to rewatch that i need to watch it to make sure it holds up that's what i need to do <laughs> i like can that clearly picture them walking down the hallway and that music playing Lindsay lohan too what a staple in just yeah. our childhood. I mean... And also, that video of her dancing in Mykonos was a staple. Yes. Of like, in and of itself, of meme culture. Itself. It was iconic. No, but like Parent Trap, Freaky Friday, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, Herbie Fully Loaded. Kirby. Let's not sleep on Kirby, no. truly. Did you just say I Kirby? Is it not Kirby? I... Wait, Kirby's this... a Mario Kart... <laughs> Don't you dare fucking disrespect fucking Herbie fully no, just, loaded. But I'm not disrespecting Herbie fully loaded. I just haven't watched it in a really long time. That's but fair. I recently it's been a watched Parent Trap. Wow. Oh, such a good movie. It's like 10 such hours long, movie. but. It's actually only two hours long, but I know exactly but in, what you're like talking about. Like a childhood <laughs> mindset. And no, That's it long. has to be more than two hours. I think it's like three. And you know with commercials, it's like four. Oh, exactly. It has to, yeah. No, but, but also, like, the setup of, like, they each just take one kid. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, and they never thought... talk about that decision. They're just like, yep, that's what we decided. And How did the courts it? allow that? Like, what? Well, I want to see the paperwork. But did they even get, like, a full divorce, too? That's, I guess so, because he was getting remarried. Yeah, they had to have. Unless maybe they, they just brushed it under the rug and the mistress had like no idea about it i don't know i, I think we're know. delving a little too deep <laughs> we're gonna we're thinking too deep into pear trap like yeah like way too deep wow. but talking about kids programming we're gonna move forward uh-oh it's not uh-oh it's actually really wholesome and i'm really oh, okay. happy about this so did you ever watch nick news with linda ellerby as a kid no 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 i don't know what that is oh my god stop so I don't know how often they would play it, but it would be, I don't just want to say after something monumental, like a huge tragedy occurred, but like, for instance, there were episodes after like 9-11 or like, I specifically mm. remember watching it after Katrina. Nick News pretty much talked about just serious topics and bringing it to kids' attentions and having that conversation with them in a way that is palatable. 
for their yeah. mindset. And um, Alicia Keys is actually hosting a Nick News special, and I'm so glad about this because I would want no one else. Oh my god, her voice is so soothing. I know. It's like I just want to like, just hearing her talk. You just want to take story. a nap in her voice. But it's, I just want to like lay down and rest. You know, <laughs> it'll be like the most peaceful rest I've had just in a really a long nice time. Rest. Just like Alicia Keys as a person. Like I remember when she was on The Voice. Like every time she'd come on the screen, I just like felt like a wave of like peacefulness yes. like watch over me <laughs> and like she has she wears no makeup these days like just does she still not do her that? skin is flawless every oh time i've goodness. seen her yeah oh yeah obviously she's like probably paying a lot for that skin but her oh skin is- yeah but who listen let's yeah, let people believe alicia keys is effervescent in and of herself it's god-given <laughs> Even though it's not, it's by her plastic surgeon. Listen, we can believe that if we want to believe that. <laughs> yes. I'm down. I'm down. It's just, oh, I love that. I love that she's the one that's doing it. I like, I'm probably going to watch it. Oh, I'm going to watch it. I think I'm going to watch it too, because I haven't seen Nick News in forever. And I, it holds a special place in my heart. So it's airing next Monday, June 29th. And they're just going to talk about, you know, Black Lives Matter. And they're talking to black kids across the country. Um, and they're going to feature a lot of, big activists in the movement and just asking kids questions and having this conversation. So, um, yeah, I just think it's awesome. Thank you for that. I needed that. I know. And there's a quote that she says that I really liked. She goes, talking about race can be sensitive and uncomfortable. And sometimes we try to protect our children from racism. They're clearly experiencing. But honestly, there's no way around this topic. If we want to move forward in any kind of meaningful way, what's happening in the world is not just a problem for the black community. It's all of our problem. And we all have to take care about it in order to change it. I I just applaud this. I think it's awesome. And hopefully it does what she's setting out to do, which is open this conversation up. Because I feel like, especially with young kids, parents may be apprehensive. And it's also scary. Yeah, it's to like for tell sure. Your kid like, hey, you know, like you could be shot. Like, Exa- yeah. Like, how do you bring that up to like a three or four year old or even any kid? Like, exactly. Because that just rocks their world because they're. So often they're taught that, like, police are supposed to, like, serve and protect, and then they find out, like, actually, most of the time they just intimidate and belittle. Yep. And I like that they're at least, like, trying to figure out or at least have an outlet that parents can utilize to maybe even just start that conversation. For sure. Because it's a lot. That's a lot. Especially when you're looking at, like, your own children and talking to your own kids, like, already talking to people about it is hard enough. I can't imagine having a kid and having to be, like, Listen, this could like, happen to th- you. This is a very strong prob- prob- like possibility that it could happen to yeah. you, and it sucks. But like, and imagine you being have a to kid. recognize that and accept it, and that's a child. Yeah. But yeah, but honestly, when you were saying her quote, Loki, I was hearing it in her voice, and like a wave of people just washed <laughs> over. <laughs> I am tuning in for this. I'm so happy Nick News is back. Apparently, when Linda Ellerby retired. Back in 2016, I think they just kind of ended it, but I'm glad they're bringing it back. I And I want to know where Linda Ellerby is. <laughs> Let us know where you're at, sis. Come on. Ma'am, like, where you at? If you watch Linda Ellerby, she is such a soothing presence, at least for me. They would always air the episodes on like a good Sunday night at like 8 p.m. And it was just a big warm hug. I loved it. Moving forward. So... <laughs> This is so random, but um, 
I mean, we've been new this. I, I'm like not surprised about this, but it's kind of sad that it had to be addressed in this way. So, um, Nicki Minaj congratulated Lil Nas X um, because he finally came out as a Barb Stan. <laughs> But listen, listen. Do you want to know? Didn't we already know this? Like, yeah, his entire Twitter presence. The reason why Old Town Road became such a huge success is because he had such a big Twitter following, which originated from his Stan posts. I love that. Which I didn't even I like. I knew now from following him after the song was released and like blew up but apparently mm-hmm. that's where he got his following because he would always post like Nicki Minaj type things but um his reasoning was that he went on to say that he initially denied it because he didn't want people to know that he was gay yeah cuz a lot of people associate if you're a barb you're automatically gay yeah but like that's not how that works that's not how the math works no it, it's <laughs> It's so stupid. In a way, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Especially being a black man, like the homophobia in the black community. Hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo, baby. And we see this all the time. Yeah, it's so, so stupid. And it's just crazy that these gender norms are so ingrained. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like yeah. we're, we're slowly, because I've noticed a shift in my own life, and maybe it's only my own life and my own perspectives that I'm noticed, noticing are starting to change just as I become more aware of how different people are and maybe mm. people are still stuck in their ways. Probably that's how it is. But um, it's just like so shitty. Like, what the fuck? Like, and I just noticed in my own personal life, like, I love Wendy Williams. I've talked to you about Wendy Williams. I've been an avid watcher of Wendy Williams since high school. Jeez. And <laughs> so long. Literally, so long. That's like, eight, I'm so old. Ew. Yeah, because she was like big on television, I remember, like in eighth grade for me. Yes. Like, it's been a minute. I used to love Wendy Williams. I would come home from school and watch her religiously, but I would never tell anyone about it because it was just embarrassed being a guy that loved watching Wendy Williams. And I've noticed like in the past couple of years, and I've just started talking to you about it. Who the fuck cares? Like who Truly. literally gives but a But I think fuck? it's also too like that. I've gotten to that point and I've realized that I actually got to that point like senior year of high school. I don't know why, but senior year, I was like, I could care less what any of y'all think. And I feel like everyone needs that moment. Which, yeah, which I get. It's really hard, especially like in middle school and elementary school, where you're like literally with the same people every yes. single day for nine months straight. For sure. It makes sense why you're like, maybe let me not this say isn't this. is a smart because... idea. Yeah. Exactly. But like once you get to the point where you realize that once you graduate high school, you're probably only going to see 3% of your classmates after. Bet. Great. <laughs> we were having a good time. Like I can do whatever I want. But yeah, no, I completely get but it's just like such a shitty thing because I can relate to it so much. And it's, I can only imagine, especially being so big, like he's a celebrity, yeah. you know? And he became a celebrity essentially like within a week. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a long time coming. Like it was very, very fast, which also I love the fact that now we're able to see the fruits of Stan's labor. Yes. And like. <laughs> Just like the popularity that a lot of them are getting from having such a big following from being a stan. 
I love it. But yeah, no, I completely get it, especially to like particularly in the black community and all the homophobia that's within it. Yes. I understand why like he would be like, mm, let me hold back shut. a little bit for a little while, especially because that was his first song. And he blew up so quick oh, that he probably yeah. had no idea what was Plus, going Plus, we all kind of knew it in the back of our minds. Like, he was always tweeting at Nikki. He just never put a label <laughs> on it. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to assume. I'm going to just mind my business. But at the same time, like, I'm, like, bi. So it's like, I get it. So I'm like, I'm not going to try and, like, force you to come out. Like, eventually he actually came out pretty soon in his career, which was shocking. And, like, honestly, I, I don't care what his sexual identity is. And I'm not saying that you're trying to, like come at that but yeah i feel like people are always prying at him to know and it's like who cares what his sexual identity is like that has exactly. nothing no effect on me like because that's none of your business who someone sleeps with at night period exactly i'm trying to get to that place especially with harry styles though because maybe <laughs> i feel like that's maybe since he's so lgbtq plus and like such a monumental figure for that community I can understand in a way why you're it's so like, interested. Especially too, because I've been a One Direction stan since like Up All Night days. I wasn't there during X Factor days, but I was there like right after Up All Night the album came out. Mm-hmm. And like, it, they just gave us so much straight content. <laughs> and maybe that's why I like them so much. Yeah, maybe because that's I knew where it stems from. Because I my little gay baby head, yes. you know? <laughs> but like, he did his singles. And it was like that monumental like 2015 thing where like they were, it was One Direction was doing an interview. And the interviewer was like, oh, like, what do you look for in a girl? As if we haven't heard this interview yeah. 1,700,000 times. And th- this, at this point, One Direction had been together for five years. And it's like every interview they asked that same question. So I was like, Ooh, whatever. But somebody was like, no, watch this. And it was like, so the interviewer was like, oh, like, what do you look for in a girl? And like one of the other members, I forget who, was like, oh, that they're a girl. And Harry just shrugged and said, not important. And I remember like bringing my face <laughs> so close to my phone screen <laughs> And being like, what? Listen, it's the little things. <laughs> it's the little things. And then, like, just, like, when he went on his first tour and was waving all the flags and everything, and I was like, oh, my God. And then the <laughs> Lights Up music video, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, he hasn't said anything about, like, what he is or not. And it's like, I know it's not my business. No, I but I understand that. I'm not going to pry. I'm not going to ask. Like, if I ever meet him, of anything, I would just want to ask, like, why did you guys release the song, like, Nobody Compares? Like, that's a really <laughs> genuine cool question that I have because it's not good. But, like, like who said, yes, put that on the set <laughs> That's it. And then I also want to ask, okay, so how much power did you feel when you first recorded Magic? Like, was it, like, you were like, yeah. Like, did you feel like Thanos, would, like, every time you put an Infinity Stone in the gauntlet was like that? Um, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> those are probably the questions i would ask but you but know like, it's always gonna sit in the back of your mind like all right come on come on come on let us know but that's the thing it's like i know it's not my place to ask and he did an interview where he's like honestly i never even thought about it that much and i'm like you never thought about it that much like what's that like like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so it's just like, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Let me step back. Let him do what he does. I mean, if he ever does, I will, I will probably know instantaneously based off of the sheer amount of text messages I got when he released. Oh, your phone is going to blow the fuck up. Like truly. But I'm, I'm actively trying to practice. Like it's none of my business. That's it. Like, let me just mind my own business. Yeah. And, you know, if he does great, if he doesn't, there we go. I feel like. 
<laughs> if he doesn't, I feel like I'm just going to continue to be like that picture of SpongeBob where like his head is really big because he's been holding his breath <laughs> for like five minutes. <laughs> You're going to take that to the grave if he never. But the lights up music video, I'm kind of like, I could take with this what I want to because he also released that on National Coming Out Day. So I'm like, this isn't that but like it's enough yeah you know it's enough for now for, for now for now granted you could do whatever you want like i'm not the gatekeeper yeah, of like, what course. you can and can't do or like how much you can give to us or like how much you can take from us but like take from you. <laughs> how do you really feel I just... <laughs> it's fine I'm act, I'm really I'm I'm really working on it but um overall yeah i'm just glad he finally <laughs> what were we talking about <laughs> what I don't even remember what this story was. What was it? Lil Nas X and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Glad yes, he sorry. put a label on it that he's a barb. And Nicki's response <laughs> was kind of sweet. She goes, it was a bit of a sting when you denied being a barb, but I understand. Congratulations on building up your confidence to speak your truth. I think the best part of the story is that he came out before he came out as a barb. <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> he came out like a year ago. But, um, what are you going to do? Like how long he waited to come out as a bar. But yeah, good for little Nas X. Live your truth. Yes. All right. So that is it for the celebrity oh, gossip this week. That is it. We're this on like a, a much happier note. I know. Look at us. I know. Trying to find some lighthearted stories this week. So hopefully this uplifted you and didn't <laughs> make you feel <laughs> enraged. Except for that no, one story. Like, Fuck that. We're following up. Yeah, on no, that. that one story I will be but... following up and I will be sending an email. But everything else, like, I feel like I have a lot of, like, love in my heart right now. There we like, go. <laughs> we're good. Go. All right, guys, we're going to be back after this commercial break. Hey, everybody, it's Sal. I think we all know where this commercial break is going to go. So I'm going to do a little call and response because I want to have a little fun. You can follow us where? Instagram, that's right. Good job. Instagram at intuit underscore podcast. Make sure to share any of our posts with all your friends. Tell your friends about our podcast. And uh, yeah, I hope you're enjoying the episode. We really appreciate your support. And now we'll close up the show. I don't know why I'm mixing it up with claps as if I have any rhythm. Um, <laughs> now we're at the part where we find a tweet. And we just finna talk about it. I actually have two tweets today. There's one that I just, <laughs> I read it. Oh, I was God. Like, this is amazing. That is just pure hilarity. There's really nothing to talk to after that. Okay. But there's another one that I wanted to use as a basis for kind of, a, you know, a little bit of a, you know, a fun little discussion. Yes. So which one do you want to start with? Let's start with the discussion first and then end on a lighter note. Okay. Well, let me fl- Oh, my phone it locked up on me. Okay. So in terms of discussion, at it's Kayon, who's actually a pretty famous account that I've been following for a while. They tweeted, y'all hate women because Katara is annoying for being sad about her mom, but not Zuko for crying every three minutes because his dad disowned him. See, the thing is, I have no idea who those people are and what that situation is, but the situation itself, I can understand. That's fucked up. You don't know who those people are? I don't follow Avatar. I haven't watched it since I was like seven. And when I watched it, like I didn't watch it enough to be familiar with names. 
Oh my god. But yes, we can at least talk about like the whole premise behind it. And honestly, like, at first I was like, yeah. And then I was like, okay, wait. <laughs> Let's backtrack a bit. Yes. Because I get it though, because they genuinely do talk about their parents the same amount. And also, too, Zuko, like he, it's like I've been rewatching it and I'm like, every episode he brings up something about his dad like every episode that he's in oh. there's always some talk okay. about his dad and katara she doesn't talk about her mom every episode but she does talk about her mom a lot but a lot of the times when she talks about her mom it's because she's talking with someone who's like lost a parent or like had their village ravaged by like the fire nation and stuff like that and is trying to like i guess connect with them okay but zuko it's like Every episode, people are like, why are you mad? And he's like, because I have to restore my honor. It's like, yeah, we get it. But, like, why are you mad? Yeah, you like, know? we've heard <laughs> this story time and time again. We know. But at the same time, his dad, like, burned his face. <laughs> like, burned a whole half part of his face. That'll do it. And, and then said, I won't love you until you capture the Avatar. And they hadn't seen the Avatar for over a hundred years. <sighs> I... <laughs> I'm at a loss for but words. The show, but I was wondering if there are like any other like TV shows or movies where we're like, oh, the girl's so annoying, and like there might be a male character that's the same exact way, but we're like, ha 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 ha, you know? I'm trying to think. I feel like one big one is probably just like action movies in general. A lot of times they make the female seem as if like they are like weaker or like need to depend on a man like yes. one instance is just like back to the whole like megan fox thing like megan fox's character in transformers was a lot more independent and did a lot more like take charge things whereas when they replaced her with another girl in the third movie that character even though the actress like she did like the best she could with probably the writing that she got so i don't fault her at all yeah. for this role in any way shape or form but they made her like Every three seconds, she is screaming her boyfriend's name, like, for help. And also, I feel like in a lot of these movies where you have a male and female counterpart, the female's usually given some, like, subplot where she's able to be independent, but the overarching storyline does not center around her being, you know, this independent woman like she's clearly yeah. backing up whichever man is in the forefront you know what i'm saying yeah or like they'll make her so independent and then like they'll like give her not a fatal flaw but they'll be like oh but like she like wants love da -da 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 -da. yeah like, she's no, not like, as she serious can... yeah and like they'll push like a love story on her almost to make her more human the amount of love stories that and it's so funny because you see that in so many books that are translated into movies. Yes. And maybe that's why I like the Hunger or I liked the Hunger Games so much when I did read it like back in high school because like Katniss and Peeta, like Katniss is like, I don't like Peeta that much. Like she literally openly, at least like with I don't know about how much it translates in the movies if you watch the movies without reading the books, because I read the books like three times over before I even watched like the first Hunger Games okay. come out. So, like, as I'm watching it, I literally know exactly, like, what she's thinking because, like, I've read the book so much. Mm -hmm. But, like, in her own mind, Katniss is very much, like, I'm literally only kissing Peter right now because, like, if I don't, they're going to kill me. Or she's, like, 
I'm only teaming up with Peter right now because he's the only one guaranteed. <laughs> Everything not to is kill strategic. Me. Nothing is like out of genuine. She's purely using Peter, like one hundred percent. And then there's that part where like Peter realizes that like he's actually been a ploy in her plot line this entire uh, time. Complete and he's manipulation. Kind of about it. And she doesn't like. I don't remember one hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure she doesn't go up to him and she's like, "No, like you're important." Da-da-da-da. She's kind of just like, "Yeah." Uh, no, but <laughs> and like that's it. You definitely see that storyline play out in so many films. But the thing that story that storyline plays out so often, particularly with men in more of the Katniss position, where like they're the leader, or people are looking up to them, or they need to be very strategic in the people that they associate with, and they make bonds yes. with theoretically, like in front of the camera, and then just throw that person like to the, like the wall or whatever. Whereas like when it happened with Katniss, I remember a lot of people were like, oh, she's so heartless. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, no, she's smart. <laughs> exactly. Because if the roles were reversed, no one would be saying, oh, she's so manipulative. She used him if it was a guy. But um, exactly. Yeah, it is. It's really crazy to see that. And I always roll my eyes sometimes when I see movies and it's like the female character is only independent to an extent. Like there comes yes. a point where she needs that helping hand. And that's why I think I really love. Have you ever seen the movie Widows? I have not. So I actually saw it because the theater I used to work at had it. And first of all, when I saw it, <laughs> the theater like. Because it went from, like, a really big theater to a really small theater, but they didn't adjust the volume. Mm-hmm. So when I was watching it, so the first scene is literally, like, a shootout. Like, bullets flying. And I was oh sitting God. in that theater. And because I worked there, I was like, some ain't right. And I walked out, and I was like, y'all need to turn it down, like, three whole decibels, because I literally cannot hear anything. And the dude that was the manager that day was like, oh, let me see. Because, of course, like, men can't, like, you know, believe me whenever I yeah. say something's true. And he walks in. He, like, barely opens up the door and just turns around. And he's like, yep, you're right. I'm going to go upstairs and turn that down. <laughs> But because it was the beginning of the theater, like the beginning of the movie, most people didn't even realize it was happening. But that was just a fun little tidbit. But essentially, oh in the God. movie, like, that's <laughs> terrifying. It's like a five minute shootout. Like, it's just constant Jesus. bullets. <laughs> it was just I'd be shitting my pants. The theater. But it was, I really liked the movie because it was just a band of women coming together and they're like, we finna rob this dude because we need money and our husbands died and they left all this debt and now all of the stuff that we've worked hard for is going to be ripped out from underneath I just pulled this up, Viola Davis, Cynthia Rebo. I need to watch this. It's so good. And a lot of people, some people were like, oh, it wasn't that action-packed as I expected it to be. And I was like, well, I actually liked it because it was more about like character development. Yeah, I always like that more. That they almost, not resorted to, but the things that they went through before they were like, okay, I'm going to join in the plan. Because because they realized that, like, they were either now going to be the ones being intimidated by the dudes that uh-huh. their, like, husbands were intimidated by. Or they actually had nowhere else to turn to. Interesting. So, yeah, definitely check it out if you can. Don't have it blaring at 100%. Yes, I won't. I'll make sure to keep the volume at a low decimal. Oh when God, I turn this it is on. like the movie where Liam Neeson is like sucking on Viola Davis's face. Jesus. But yeah, so that was the first week. Good. Great. <laughs> and then this. <laughs> I don't think you're really gonna like this one. I'm, just like... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just like get it again. Get it. <laughs> so the second tweet, it's by I at it's by at I am pretty jazz J A S. 
I remember I told my ex, fuck your whole household. And his mama texted me, I've been nothing but nice to you. Listen, is that it? Is that the tweet? <laughs> it's the whole tweet. Drag her. You know she fucking made her dinner. And what else she ever fucking did. <laughs> that she went out of her way first of all how did she hear that <laughs> true like what the fuck i mean the fact that she went out of her way to say i've been nothing but nice to you i'm like wow wow that is iconic <laughs> that woman is either a toxic mother that got way too involved in her that's what i'm saying like i can see it both woman. ways because i initially <laughs> thought of it as just like a genuinely nice woman that's like okay my son's fucked up but listen <laughs> <laughs> I fucking made you one too many home cooked meals. Or I can see it as an overly invested mother whose son is toxic and like disgusting, but she can't see through that and yeah. is like so overprotective. <laughs> I never saw the follow up tweets, so we may never know, but I just remember reading that and being like, <laughs> That is hilarious. <laughs> she said, We are not making generalizations. <laughs> I've been nothing but nice to you. <laughs> uh, wow. I also wanted to talk about real quick, talking about our music suggestions, because I told you before we recorded, and I said, wait, we need to save it for the podcast. I've been listening to Muna. Let's talk about it. Let's, baby, let's talk about it. I haven't gotten, it. like, in-depth in, depth in terms of the lyrical content, except for the song... That you recommended, because I just what song what was it? It's a it's gonna be okay, baby. Yes, <sighs> like that song's just such a coming of age, and I feel like especially for now at our age, it's just very yes. telling and just reassuring and just comforting. Yeah, especially too like when I moved to New York, like that because they came out with that album specifically that that song's off of. They came out with that album back in September. Uh-huh. So this is after I like you know had moved to New York, went through my whole like homelessness like tidbit yes. and all that stuff. So when they came out with the song, I remember listening to the album for the first time and being like, okay, okay, some bops, some bangers, and then like that song came on and I was like, let me remove my bangs. <laughs> like let me see if I can read that again. Like. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what did I just hear? <laughs> Hold up. Truly. Uh, no, but but yeah. what other songs have you listened to? I want to get like, I want to understand where you at. I, I don't, I just listened to, I started with their second album and then I went into their first. I maybe listened to them once through while I was cleaning out my room. So I wasn't really paying attention necessarily, but I like just the vibe. It's just a very right? chill, airy but it's okay, it's going to be okay, baby. I just really like that song because it just talks about just like experimenting, not in terms of like drugs or alcohol, but it could be that, but just in life and like taking risks and just going with the flow and, you know, not everything's going to work out. You're going to try things that aren't going to follow through, but that's okay because yeah. you learn from it and you move on. This is getting so philosophical, <laughs> but... Exactly. That's what happens when I listen to Muda. I start thinking about the world and I'm like, bro, let me tap into my just, third It was sense. a really comforting song. and um, It is. It's like their first album, because the, actually the vibes of the two albums, if you are going to listen to them more, because you better. Else, like, oh, I I'm will. After you. But the first album is more like 
these are repeated mistakes that I'm going through. And it's more of like a breakup album. Okay. Of like going through like the motions of like going through a breakup and a relationship and all that stuff. But they also talk about like their habits that they continuously do that might be like detrimental to them or like their partner and things like that. Whereas the second album is more of them coming to terms with like and recognizing like what they did in the past that was incorrect and like maybe why like they have those tendencies to do those things and like learning from that. Exactly. So, like, the evolution of the two albums is just like uh, perfection. Like uh. literally inject it straight into my brain. <laughs> I love. Have Luna. you ever seen and that, been... the tweet of the little girl with the iPod and the headphones that are like going <laughs> up her nose, and then also she has like an IV. Yes, that's me every time I listen to Muda. That was me when I first listened to the About You album after I saw Harry in concert. Uh, and then, like, I actually saw them in concert after the second album. Didn't she say they opened was, for him? They opened for him. This was, like, back in 2017 when they opened for him. But when their second album came out, they went on tour. And, oh, their New York dates sold out and I couldn't go. And I had to come back to Philly. And it was just around the time also of, like, my birthday. And I also saw Maggie Rogers that weekend with you. Like, it was... Like, I literally saw Maggie Rogers Friday, had the funeral Sunday, and then, like, had Muna that Monday night. <laughs> when they, they finished the whole set with It's Gonna Be Okay, Baby, oh. and I was like, it's gonna be okay. Literally, it is going to be okay. <laughs> like, I didn't want it to be that deep, but the first time I saw Muna, and then no, they came No, but I love those moments. Like, like, I remember... It is that deep. <laughs> it is that deep. I remember when we saw Maggie Rogers, we were in the same arena if you will vicinity vicinity the same lawn we were not with each other we tried to but it was just a mess i showed up to that (laughs) venue for maggie rogers and i said i can finally drink and you were obliterated hard seltzers when she's saying back in my body i started crying that was like literally me during that song but i just vividly remember just my one hand was up during light on and just like (laughs) yes in yes. such a state of just, I was like levitating. It was just oh such a moment. She, the fact that she did Falling Water second, which is my favorite Maggie yes. Rogers song. And it was like a nice crisp them. fall night, but not too cold. See, I was actually pissed at that concert because there was like a girl in front of me that was 5'11". Mind you, I'm like 5'3 at best. She was 5'11 with a fedora on. And I'm like, what do you think no, this is? We don't have time for that. Truly, first of all, it's nighttime. Yeah, why? Do you need a hat? Yeah, no. <laughs> but like when she did Falling Water, I heard the beats at the beginning, oh, I and I imagine. said, "Hold yep. up, wait a minute." You know, I was singing all the background vocals. I was like, "You don't have any background singers on that stage, so <laughs> let me do my honors." Let me do my. Uh, hand me the mic. Literally, hand me the hand mic. Me the I mic. know all I know the harmonies. All the I can do the third. I can do the fifth. I can yep. do the tenor, and I can do the bass. Yep. What you want me to do? Let me know. Wow. But um, yeah, we were just talking about Muno. We went on a tangent about Maggie Rogers. If you don't know who she is, you better check her out and culture yourself because she is unbelievable. Wow. And the talent that that little white girl has. She's like not little. Like I'm pretty she sure she's She is such an old soul. I like really want to know what she was in her past life. Truly. I I'm not All gonna jokes lie. Aside. I saw Mumford and Sons in concert right after they came out with the Delta album. And she came on stage in like a poncho that looks like something I wore back in fifth oh, grade. Yeah, but she rocks it. She looks like Flair that witchy queen that she is. And like Tim's. And she's like, how's everyone doing tonight? And my friend goes, Poncho, brave. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) But she fucking rocks it. Like, no one else could pull it off. 
I know. And then she had vocals to match. Oh, and then she, yeah. like, got kind of emotional because she's like, yeah, like, I actually used to come to this arena because it was Wells Fargo Center. She's like, because I grew up in Maryland, so I used to come here all the time for concerts, and now I'm here. And I'm like, ugh. And it was, like, a sold-out concert, too, because Mumford had it toured in, like, years. Yeah. That's um, beautiful. Giddy up. I'm like, Take me back. Maggie, like, <laughs> let me hear that lisp because we all know she has it, but I love it. She's great. All right, great. we are going on tangents among tangents. Um, when do we not? So Look at that's us. all for this episode. We hope you enjoy. Do you have any final thoughts? You know, like, subscribe, comment down below. Can you comment on podcasts? We'll just like and rate, you know? Send us a shout out. Hello. If you like us, add us on social media. Send us a PM. Let us know. We appreciate it. That's going to be all for this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed. Again, if you're not following us on social media, follow us on social media. Tell all your friends. And um, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode.